Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Book But Okay, a Sounds Fake But Okay book companion podcast. We're an arrow ace girl. I'm Sarah. That's me. And a bi-demisexual girl. That's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with the chapter you just read. On today's episode, gender. Ooh, gender. Such a mystery. Such a mystery. Such a long chapter. (laughs) Yeah. This chapter was- This is the longest, maybe. This chapter was certainly an experience. So I wrote this chapter. Why did I get this chapter? For fun? Just to to even it out. (laughs) Just to even it out. I think, I do not think I would have been able to write this chapter. It's, there's just so much to talk about. Yeah, it was a lot. And for for me, the the structuring of this chapter was figuring that out was a process. And then I was like, ugh, look, I'm starting with men. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> we always well, do. Like, there is so many like different sections in this chapter to cover. Yeah. So the way I structured this was I structured it completely around the quotes. So we, you know, we kind of pulled the quotes that we wanted. And then when we were on our little book retreat in Texas, I basically pulled those quotes and I kind of started putting them in an order that made sense. And there was a lot of moving stuff around and figuring out what was the best flow because everything had to build on everything else, which was why we had to unfortunately start with men as we always do. Well, there was just a lot of quotes to pull from about gender. We got a lot of answers about our gender questions specifically. Mm -hmm. And it's something that neither of us are experts on. And so we wanted to rely heavily on those quotes to make sure that we were properly uh, representing the experiences of gender nonconforming people and trans people and everyone who falls under this, this header of the gender chapter. Yeah, I think you can kind of see as the book goes on, there's like less personal anecdotes and more quotes because mm-hmm. I think as the chapters go on, it becomes things that we are less and less experts in, mm-hmm. which I was kind of self-conscious about as we were writing the book. I was like, it's weird that like there's no quotes in the first couple chapters and then all of a sudden it's all quotes, but mm-hmm. hopefully it's a smooth enough transition that no one is jarred by it. I don't know. That might just be a me thing. It's just kind of like the quotes replace our anecdotes in a way. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, we don't really have anecdotes about gender. So, yeah. So, yeah, as I said, I basically compiled all of these quotes when we were in Texas and I figured out the order of them. And then, you know, I, you know what I did next? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I, <laughs> I, I left this chapter alone for months. <laughs> yeah. I had kind of written like, okay, here's how I'm going to connect this to this. But it was really more, it was not full sentences. It was uh, sort of sentency with bullet points. And then it got to the point where I was like, we're running out of time. I have to, I have to. We must finish, we must finish this chapter. Um, So eventually I did. And luckily, because I had, you know, structured everything out with the quotes and how I was going to connect it, it wasn't a question of like, how am I going to do this? It was more so a question of just making it happen. But that was still hard because I wanted to make sure I was being as thorough as possible and as clear as possible. And so even though I had the structure set out, not even in my head, I don't think my head remembered it. It was on the page. (laughs) 
it was still a little bit of a struggle to figure out, okay, how exactly are we going to do this? Yeah. Well, because it, it is uh, a very important topic in the ASPEC community. I don't know that it's talked about outright a lot, but a huge percentage of the ASPEC community is gender nonconforming. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, we mentioned that in this chapter. Yeah. I think, yeah, we have the stats from this, the Trevor Project in the chapter somewhere. Mm-hmm. But. Like, if you're A-spec, you are more likely to be gender nonconforming or under the trans umbrella than you are to be cis. Mm-hmm. So that's why we wanted, like, it. I guess if you don't really know that, it, it might seem like a chapter on gender is a little bit out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But A, that's true. And B, you know, gender roles play a huge part in the way sexuality is kind of presented and experienced. So Exactly. Like, we don't even really get to non-binary and trans folks until a good way into the chapter because there's there's so so much much groundwork to lay exactly there's so much groundwork to lay about uh cis people cis men cis women and it's you know there's this whole section where we talk about like sex positive feminism and that influence on people's perception of their own womanhood especially when they are a spec and you know that's all that's all relevant to gender even for people who are cis that all still has to kind of it collapses into this into this chapter and so i mean that is why this is like the biggest beefiest chapter is because there are so many different things to say that all fall under the header of gender yeah i must say i loved the sex positive uh feminism (laughs) section because uh as the avid listeners of our podcast will know i did take a feminism class (laughs) in college and i actually wrote a paper my like final paper was on asexual women's reactions to sex positive feminism and if it made them feel like left out of feminism um -hmm. so i loved that part of the chapter yay I think something that I did struggle with as I was writing this chapter is because it is so reliant on these quotes. I was afraid that I wasn't saying enough. I I was afraid that I, I was don't just think kind that's of the case. Well, that's that was my worry when I was writing it was that mm. I was just kind of being the transition and I was just being the um the the cart that gets you from point a to point b i don't like that's a bad thing to be though i mean i don't think that's what ended up happening but even if it did yeah i think think, it's a bad thing to happen i think i was definitely very worried about that as it was happening but looking at it now you know i i don't want to say too much if it doesn't represent what i best know and experience (laughs) so you know we we have the references to you know the trevor project uh survey and we talk about sex positive feminism and that sort of thing but you know all of the really personal anecdotes did need to come from our survey respondents and so that's what we rely heavily upon and then our job is to kind of connect those things and make them into a, a coherent narrative yeah like authors do. Like authors do. <laughs> Can you believe it? And there were absolutely parts of this that like I found myself relating to and I was like, oh, this person explained so well something that I have always kind of understood but not been able to vocalize. And I'm sure many people, I mean, if that was my experience, I'm sure plenty of people reading that will also have the same experience, which I just think is very cool. 
yeah, I, I hope that people who maybe have not spent a lot of time questioning their gender, maybe just give it some thought, even if you realize like, nah, I'm still cis. Like, I think it's, it's a, a good practice to kind of th think deeply about your own gender expression and also how gender norms are affecting the way that you act or like the goals that you have. Mm -hmm. Just think, uh, you know, it's a good practice. Kind of like we talked about in the yourself chapter. It's, it's mm -hmm. good to be, to question and to think deeply. Yeah. And again, even if your conclusion is yes, I identify with the gender I was assigned at birth, you still thought about it and you are actively questioning the things that society tells you you should be. Because again, at the end of this chapter, we we come back to the don't should of it all. <laughs> and that's something that there were times where I felt like, oh, do we need to mention don't should again? Because like we, we mentioned it as like an overarching theme, but it's not like it comes up all the time. But I think this was a really good place to remind people of it because it's don't shoulding is something that applies so strongly to to gender in the same way that it applies to how you identify in other ways and it's just it's all so inextricably linked to the aspec lens whether you see it and understand it or not it is <laughs> and so i think it was it was definitely important to come back to the don't should of it all in this section very true do we want to come to our lovely, lovely Phoebe Langley? Yes, this was a a later addition to this chapter, this quote yeah. in this section. I remember you telling me like, hey, you need to put this in. And I was like, but I already structured the whole thing. <laughs> I know. I remember being like, hey, did you like read Phoebe's email? Like, I think I really think that we should put this in if they if they give us permission. You were like, why? I'm so glad we did, but it was just annoying when I was no, trying I to My favorite in. thing is just giving Sarah more work and being like, I'm not going to help you on any of this, but Good you luck. should really do this. <laughs> Goodbye. Don't should, um, Kayla. Well. It, it wasn't a should. It was a must. You was must, a must do this. But I'm, I'm really glad that it got put in, though, because it. I don't know that before we added this, that the, there was a concrete point made in this chapter about kind of the fluidity of gender mm -hmm. um at least there wasn't i think a solid quote about it so i thought it was a really a really good and um like a concrete way of seeing it yeah and everything is so interconnected well yeah i think it, it's it also shows very clearly the connection between gender and sexuality uh, mm -hmm. asexuality in particular like if you were reading this chapter and kind of struggling to see why is this here? Mm -hmm. This makes it very clear that, you know, gender and sexuality are not always connected for every person. But for but a lot of people, be. yeah, a lot of people like gender norms, at least, are going to kind of affect the way that they're they're viewing any part of their lives. Sexuality Absolutely. Included. Because the way sexuality is expressed uh, with women versus with men, there are such specific expectations. And if you don't match up with those, then you feel like you've done something wrong. And so that absolutely relates to your gender identity. And so I think, you know, you mentioned like this shows the fluidity of of gender, but it also shows the fluidity of sexuality and, yeah. you know, by extension, romantic orientation, too, even though that's not explicitly mentioned here, like it 
it really drives home the fluidity of all of it. And if things change, that's not wrong or bad. That's just being a human. How it is? <laughs> yeah. 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 So once again, huge shouts out, Phoebe. Yeah. You really did it. Yeah. And we were so grateful when they were like, oh, yeah, of course you can use this in the book. <laughs> yeah, they were so they were so generous. They they sent us this quote just as an explainer kind yeah. of of just like why, you know, kind of like what's been happening in their life. They didn't mm-hmm. offer it up as a quote initially. And I was like, hey, um, this is super interesting and I love it. Can I please have it? Yeah. Please may we so have was, it. <laughs> it was incredibly generous of her. Yeah, very much so. Appreciate it. I think there were so many quotes that I would have loved to include in this chapter that we just didn't have space for because we already had so many. Yeah. I'm just like looking at it now how we just kind of like end on a bunch of those quotes that kind of wrap things up. And there were just so many good ones. And we just wanted to stuff as many in as possible, <laughs> I think. Yeah. And there were... There were absolutely places, as we were talking earlier about our lack of personal anecdotes as we get further into the into the book, there are absolutely places where we could have inserted personal anecdotes about our yeah. our connection to our gender compared to, you know, our sexualities, our romantic orientations. But there was no need to do that because you've heard our perspectives enough in this book. And and since we don't have super strong specific things that we wanted to say here, I think it was important to us that we let other people say those things. And I think they said them better than we could. And I am very grateful that we were able to have those people's voices. Yeah. And I think it's, it's much more impactful to hear uh, a similar sentiment from many people from rather than hearing it from just two. Yeah. I think it, it's much more impactful to say, okay, wow, this like is a common experience. And there are a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds with a lot of different identities that are going through this same thing or have the same experience kind of with their gender and their sexuality. I feel mm. like that's just going to mean more than just you or I saying something. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. We were going to say like, similar stuff to these people anyway so might as you know might as well just have a diversity of people saying it exactly you like i know that the book is by us but you don't need to hear us talking all the time you've heard us so much i say as we're making a podcast about (laughs) as we're making extra content so you have to listen to us even more when you're reading the book you don't have to no you're here this is extra credit that you're doing right now Indeed. And I also just kind of want to say, understanding the way that the A-spec lens applies to gender is, I think, something that people tend to get to later. You have to be very solid in your understanding of asexuality and aromanticism and the A-spec more generally and the A-spec lens before you can really fully grasp how it applies to gender. And so if after reading this chapter, you're like, I'm still a little lost or still struggling to comprehend it, that is totally okay and totally understandable. Yeah, absolutely. And also just know that, you know, this, we are very much talking about gender here from the A-spec lens, from an Mm -hmm. understanding of how it interconnects with asexuality and aromanticism do i would just highly encourage do more reading on just gender itself 
Mm-hmm. Like if you were here looking for a better understanding of like pronouns or just kind of the trans umbrella or, you know, like non-binary identities, go and be free. You know, like yeah. this is not this is this is a very much so one specific kind of take. Yeah, on this it. is this is a very focused take on gender. As, as much as we talked about a billion different things in this chapter, it is still a very yeah. focused take on gender. So yeah, go and especially read and listen to the voices of, of trans and non-binary people because mm-hmm. those are the experts. And we talked about gender uh, through, through, the, through the perspective of the A-spec lens. There is also absolutely a way to talk about A-spec issues through the lens of gender. And it's absolutely possible to go both ways. And we only went one way in this. Um, so I would absolutely urge you to seek out those other people who are much smarter and more knowledgeable than us about this topic. But at the same time, I we hope this was interesting to you. And we hope you learned something or solidified something or felt like you had a good time. <laughs> so true. I feel like that's kind of all I have to say about this chapter, which is funny because it's like the longest chapter and maybe about to be the shortest bonus episode but i feel like everything is in speaks for itself yeah everything is in there yeah i mean yeah we could if this was a a whole episode that we were doing just on gender there's so much we could say but it would literally just be us re-saying what's in this chapter so yeah and not as eloquently because it would be off the top of our heads instead of something that we've like sat and like worked with so yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty proud of this chapter. I think it took a fair amount of brain power. And once again, I know we're being repetitive here, but I'm so, 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 so grateful to all of the people who responded to our survey and gave their wonderful insights and perspectives on this chapter and all the rest. So thanks, y'all. Yeah, thank you. And join us for the next one for the very last chapter very and last. bonus episode. In which we talk about miscellanea what a mystery what a mystery all right see you next chapter bye